eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Well, Al says the machine is rolling and recording, so we start a podcast. What is up, dude? Oh, hi, Jerry. Yes, I am rolling and recording, just as you said. What's happening? Oh, this is where we begin. The I mean, topic. yeah. I mean, we could start All here. Right. Three, two, one. And All right, here oh, we try that again. Sorry. Three, two, mm-hmm. one. All right, here we go on the podcast on a Wednesday. What's up, Al Dukes? Oh, hi, Jerry. I've got quite a list of topics for you today. Are you rolling? I am rolling. I did check. We are good to go, Jerry. Excellent. This first study I found, I do like to do studies. And at some point, a university is going to come to me and say, can you teach? About a study? Yeah. Can you teach our students? You're interested in studies. Uh, Schools do studies. I probably could get a job at Quinnipiac. They do polls and that sort of thing. You should do a poll and a study on podcasts. Oh, a poll and a study on podcasts. And radio. Oh, interesting. Did would you when you were did you study communications, Jerry, as a major? Yes. Did you study is a loose term? But loose yes. term. You majored in that. Yes. And did you uh, did you guys do a lot of radio back then or no? no? Yeah. No, we. I mean, we had. I probably had three classes in radio that were specifically geared towards radio. Yeah. Audio, really? Yeah, we had uh, audio editing for radio. That was a full semester class. Oh, yeah, it was. Where did you go? Jersey City State University? Yeah, Jersey. Yes, it was Jersey City State College. I was the last year of it being a college before it turned to a university. Okay. I was the last graduating class. But yeah, it was, that was one full semester. It was actually, I mean, you talk about learning how to splice tape together. Dude, we could do, it was, it was actually fun. Back in the old days, splicing tape together. Oh, yeah, that was a class. All right. We, we also had how to host and produce a radio show. I really? don't remember what the name of the show was, but my instructor was a guy by the name of Vin Teese. I don't remember anything, but he was one of the best uh, teachers, I've, a professor, whatever you want to call him, that I've ever had. The guy was awesome. Um, and then we had another radio class that was kind of about the direction radios had. 
It's a lot of reading mm-hmm. that I didn't care for. A lot of reading. But I had two very much hands-on radio classes, and we had a small uh, area radio station that literally was like 10 watts. Mm-hmm. But if you drove around the building, you could hear it, and it was fun. It was and good I had practice. A, I had a shift. Yes. It was good practice. It was. Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember having a lot of specific radio classes. What we had at Kane University, or I was Kane College at the time now, Kane right. University, and even when I went to Indiana State for for my extensive graduate work, Jerry, we had a lot of uh, communications classes, and then I always made my projects specific to radio. Okay. So, like, we had people in classes that were in t- interested in TV, some interested in film. Right. I was really the only one interested in radio most of the time. Uh, so I would just do my my uh, semester-long projects. I would focus my topics on radio. Got it. That's how I did it. We were very slanted towards film and TV. Yeah. But they did have those three classes. TV I did a, makes I did a lot of film work. Really? Yeah. I did. I wasn't any good at it. Did you, did you do a student film? Yes. You did? I did. Where's that? Oh, hell if I know. It's probably in the garbage by now. I had a couple of friends do the acting. Really? Shot it in my parents' backyard. Went to a park, shot a, uh, a scene. With a yeah. VHS camera? Uh, yes. We had a, they gave us the cameras to use. It wasn't something I used at home. Yeah. And we had a, I got help. My partner, the guy that did it with me, he, I did the shooting and I wrote the story. He did the editing for it. I have uh, uh, VHS tapes at home from uh, 87, 88 era. Where me, uh, my friend Paul, who I do Boy, my this Paul is really into your life. Who I did my other pod, do my other podcast with, and my friend Rob, we used to we ha- my friend Rob had a video camera, VHS camera, and we used to do skits, and I have a lot of these on a VHS tape. Do you really? Yeah, I don't have one anymore. I should get them converted. You should. I agree. Might be some embarrassing things in there, but I know we used to do fake talk shows, fake call-in shows. Wow. Fake uh, home shopping network shows, fake I know, game shows. I know that if there were two things, my student film was about a girl. Remember the song Tom's Diner? Yes. Right? So my student film was a girl in class. So we, we shot, the girl's name was Louisa, great, sweet girl, shot her in class daydreaming, how she just didn't want to be there. And then we would shoot to scenes where she was in the backyard by my pool. And then the other one was at the park. She just wanted to be doing other things, like frolicking, you know, doing stuff like frolicking that. Frolicking in the park. And then it ended with her back in the class. It was like a six-minute film. It was nothing. But it took forever to do. Right. And, so, you know, and the other thing, too, you talk about the old tapes. And I'm sure it probably bothers my mom that she lost them. But we used to, me and my friend Andy Tennant, who works at ESPN now, we used to re-record hockey games. We were the announcers for the Devils and Rangers. And you would do that uh, to the screen? Yeah, when I was eight years old, nine years old. And my mother had several of those tapes, and then they had a flood in their basement about 10, 12 years ago. She lost everything. Hmm. I'd like to hear those now. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. Many years ago, I had converted, I had cassette tapes uh, doing um, talk shows and stuff with my younger sister, Chrissy, doing um, quiz show games and things like that. I did convert those. And I'm talking like this. So like you do now? Yeah, pretty much like I do now. <laughs> yeah, I'd like do to hear that. that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get those uh, VHS tapes uh, converted, Jerry. You know what? That's good to kill a segment. That would kill a whole segment. That's fun. It? All right, maybe we'll do that. Cool. Uh, let's see. What do I have here? Oh, the new that study I was talking to you about. Uh, University of Mauritius. 
No idea where that is, Jerry. But they did a study on kitchen towels. Why? To see how dirty they are. They studied 100 kitchen towels used unwashed for one month. One month? Half of which were found to have bacterial growth. You think? Most of these towels that with the bacterial growth were uh, associated with families that had children, higher humidity, and people who were meat eaters. So pretty much everybody in the Northeast. Yeah, 37% of those dish towels had E. coli, which is poop, on them. Is that what E. I didn't know that. That's what E. coli is? E. coli is uh, like poop infections. Also, this uh, some of these things had uh, enterococcus, a bacteria linked to infections of the gut, urinary tract, and bloodstream. The U.S. News and World Report hopped on this study. Another 14% contained staphylococcus, which, if it gets into your food, it says here, Jerry, can produce toxins triggering food poisoning. So what do we learn from this study, Jerry? What was the study for 49-year-old single guys? That towel you could use forever and ever. <laughs> what it's saying, Jerry, is clean your towels. Yeah, my wife I know cleans the towels every week. The dish towels? Yes. I do not clean mine very often. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of her every week. Know what else I don't clean as often as I should? The 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 hand towel in my bathroom. Oh, I could see that. Which is after you kind of forget about that. Right. You poop, you wash your hands, then you're drying using that same towel over and over again. In theory, your hands are completely clean. That's what I would think. Right. Do you recall, did you ever run into a, a really old public bathroom? There used to be a thing back in the day before before all bathrooms went with either the air dryer to dry your hands or the disposable towels. Mm-hmm. There was a time, and if you asked your parents, your father, I guarantee you'd run into this a lot. There were towels in public restrooms that were used over and over again. They were on a roll, really? but, but it was just... The towel would just roll. No, I don't remember that ever. I'm yeah. sure my parents, I do not know that. I do not know of that day. Yeah. All of you millennials out there listening to this on the podcast, ask your parents or grandparents because your parents are probably as old as me. It's my raccoon they caught. Who caught a did raccoon? Did you see now? the story about the raccoon in Chicago? I did not. Scaling the wall? No. It was 25 um, flights up. The raccoon? And it was trapped. A raccoon climbed it a 25... scaled the wall in Chicago. Really? And it became something people were watching all night long. Uh, a regular, like, office building? Yes. And so they just showed on TV on Channel 2, the raccoon has been caught. It was in a cage, and it looked just like the cage in the raccoon that I caught the oh, other I day. I wish you had a famous raccoon. Do you think the guy took him to Chicago? Possibly. That's where they relocated your raccoon. That would be interesting. You would have had a celebrity raccoon on your hands, Jerry. <laughs> That's exactly right. Just hung on to yours. <laughs> That's true. All right, so uh, when you get home, wash your dish towels. Right. Well, my as I said, my wife does that every week. I'm gonna as soon as I walk in my oh. house today, I'm gonna put my dish towel in. Uh, Are you really in the pile of things to clean? Do you have other dish towels? Uh, or I do. You be naked? No, I have dish towels. That's the thing. I have other dish towels. Why I cling to that one? It's a great point. Change my underwear every day. A new study, Jerry, from... Uh, this comes from a real place. Uh, let's see. It's a... Uh, who did this study? A Norwegian study. was published uh, just this past Monday, Jerry. Found that we are losing IQ points 
from generation to generation. So we're getting dumber. We are getting dumber. Yeah. There's been a seven-point decline in IQ scores every generation. Wow, seven points? Seven points. Interesting. What does IQ mean? Intelligent quotient. (laughs) I'm joking, Al. (laughs) The study attributes the lower IQ scores to changes in the quality of our education, our increased exposure to media, and bad nutrition. How about that? I believe it. Even though I feel like we have more resources available to us than ever. Yes. Especially with nutrition. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm a culprit too. I mean, I know what to eat and what not to eat. Right. And I don't always eat the proper thing. Right. But yet you know what triggers what and yet we don't do it. Would you did you ever have an IQ score for yourself? No. I would love to know my IQ. So go get it tested. Who do you think on the show? Anyone amongst the show would have the highest IQ? Eddie. I think because he a- knows the dumbest stuff. Hmm. I think a lot of what Eddie knows is probably about a lot of what they ask. Really? I do. I wouldn't even know what types of questions they ask on the IQ test. I don't either, but I would think it's more than just the basics, which let's be honest, that's what me and you know. We know basics. I mean, today you asked which is the wrong Korea. I said which Korea is... Is the bad one. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was North. That was, if I was your mom, I would have cringed. North Korea, correct? Yeah. Correct. <laughs> that's where Kim Jong-un is. Right. But I think we're friends with him now. I just saw on the news. Well, let's relax on that. But I, I get your point. I think Eddie knows a lot about nothing. You know, good stuff, good conversational pieces. Like, I feel like Eddie can hold a conversation with anybody. Do you remember the old uh, board game Trivial Pursuit? Of course. Still have it. So do you think the IQ test is similar to that? Like, Eddie, I would pick Eddie as a Trivial Pursuit partner. Maybe. It's possible. Because he knows sports. He knows science. Yeah. He knows geography. Yeah. I I think it's very possible. What was your most difficult category in Trivial Pursuit? All of them. Did you always go, like, I know. Sports. Yeah, me too. I went right for the sports piece every time. Always. And then it would suck, like, you'd finally land on sports, and you'd get, like, a swimming right. question. You'd be well, like, I mean, come on. In 1937, like, ah! lacrosse star Bill Blankaface, like, what? And then your mother would get a question about, like, the 85 Cowboys. You'd be right. like, give me that one. Yeah. Who was the quarterback after Roger Staubach? Yeah. Oh, like, you got to be kidding me. I know this one. Right. Exactly. It's Danny White, right? <laughs> yes. Steve Pallor came after Danny White and Gary Hogeboom. I would go, uh, then I would go science, because sometimes you would get... Science and hobby, I, I believe. I ever went science. What were the top? I don't remember sports, arts, and leisure. That's right. right. Sports, arts, and leisure. Science. Science. Was history one? History was yellow. Okay. Literature. Oh, see, that's one. Entertainment. Entertainment I would do sometimes. Yeah. That's six. I don't know how many pieces there were. Geography I, was a separate category. That's seven. So were there seven pie, pieces yeah, of the pie? I think so. Sounds Probably one right. more that I'm missing. No, I don't think there were eight. I don't. You really found out how dumb your family was, though, when you played that game as a family. You're an hour in, and there's one piece of pie on the board. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you morons. Can somebody get this right? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) All right, let's play heads up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because we're stupid. (laughs) Let's play something we can all figure out here. All right, Monopoly it is. Yes. So that's IQ points, Jerry, going down. And I know you're uh, hot and cold with Facebook. Sometimes you like it, Jerry. Sometimes you do not. I have not touched Facebook now in three weeks. Twitter as well. 
Well, Facebook has a new thing they're doing. Oh, well, I have been on Twitter slightly, but not much. It's called Facebook's Memories page, and it's a new thing. And what it's doing is it pops up different things, uh, uh, giving you a Facebook memory. It might say, yeah. on this date, eight years ago, you posted this. Yeah, I've had this before. Well, a lot of people have been on Facebook now for quite some time, 10 years or more. So they feel like this memories page is beginning to depress people. It's triggering, quote, negative memories. My God. Look for how example, I've become and look how thin I was. Yes. Yeah. People's weight. I believe it. Uh, popping up, grandmother died today. Meanwhile, you hadn't, now you're sad because your grandmother died, even though she died oh, eight years ago. That would pop up as a memory? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, divorce was final today. <laughs> Without celebration, probably. Anything that you post on Facebook, and people tend to share probably too much. You think? It's coming back to haunt you on the memories page. Yeah. Breakups. Friendships that have ended. Deaths. You know how you don't have to worry about friendships ending? How's this? Don't get new friends. Just keep the ones you have. Or even get rid of some of them, too. Tell them, sorry, we're breaking up <laughs> as got, friends. I've got no time for yeah. you anymore. Yeah, it's very odd that you would get a a new friend in life. Well, I mean, different ventures. Like, I mean, If you, you lived here and opened up a coffee shop, yeah, you would have so many new, I don't know, it's not even friends, uh, acquaintances yeah. and colleagues, your life would be completely different. You'd meet... Eddie Jones, and once in a while, he'd be like, hey, Eddie, how you doing? I used to work with an Eddie. But your last chapter in your life's over. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that it's weird that you get new friends. But close friends. That's a different story. Yeah. That's a completely different story. Especially most of us shut down at this point. Right. I, I don't need another close. I don't want any. I'm good. You're good. Well, you're, you've got enough friends. You've got a family. You're totally married. Fine. You've got children. It's enough. You have totally to come to enough. work. Correct. Yes. That's fair. Correct. All right, Jerry. All right, well, this was great. This was a terrific podcast. Most of them are, mm-hmm. if you're not aware. Oh, yeah. Started off a little weird. I'll it probably did? edit that whole thing out. Well, yeah, I gave you the three, two, one. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do edit that correctly. Cool, man. All right, have a good day. All right, warm up next. <laughs> It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. Hey, we've reached Wednesday and a very good Wednesday morning to you. This portion is sponsored by Credit Karma. What do you say there, Al Fender Dukes? What's oh, up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Yes, it is. Uh, they call it Hump Day Wednesday. No yes. idea what that means, but uh, let's go with it. Well, it's like the hump in the middle of the week. Middle the hump of the and week. get out and get over it. The hump in the middle of the week. Got it now. Uh, Sandy Alderson came out yesterday, Jerry, and said, blame me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Who was that guy who did that again? That coach? Know, the Oklahoma State coach. Yeah. What was his name? Mike Gundy. There Mike you go. Gundy. Yep. Still one of my favorite uh, rants. I know, because you go to it a lot. I, go to, I, yep. I do it in my head constantly. Right. Whenever I hear anyone say, blame me. You think Mike Gundy. Or whenever I hear someone say they're 40. I go, blame me. I'm 40. Sandy's 60, like eight. Sandy Alderson goes, yeah, blame me. Yeah, have you turned on WFAN? <laughs> That's all every call is blaming Don't you. Don't worry, Sandy. Yeah. Everyone is. Yes. Sadly, I have to screen these terrible calls you people make to this radio station, and every one of them's the same. Uh, this is really Sandy Alderson's fault. Yes, we are blaming you. 
<laughs> just look at the lineup every night. <laughs> right. We are not blaming anyone else. Just you, and you're 40. I don't know Mickey Calloway, although he's had some issues too this year. Yes. Sandy. Sandy. Yes. Blame him. And you and I, Jerry, were discussing this in the warm-up to the warm-up show, which is the drive-in, when we drive in together. You said uh, that Noah Syndergaard was going for a second opinion on his finger. I mean, have you ever seen anything like this? Like you said, didn't they just x-ray this thing and go... Is it broke or not broke? <laughs> if not, get out there and pitch. Yeah. Did you see the line in the paper? I guess one of the quotes from Alderson was, he played catch and it swelled up. He played catch and it swelled oh, up? On. His index finger? I mean, give me a break. I mean, it really is. It is beyond absurd. There's no words for it anymore. There's just not. I mean, everybody's got injuries. Every team has injuries. The Mets have injuries times 10. Right. I don't get it. I, All it's the a time. finger. And I know you pitch. I, I understand. I'm not... But come on, enough already. He's not even in the rotation going forward. What was he looking for in a second opinion to say what? I don't know, just to make sure. I Well, according to Alderson, they just want to make sure everything they've been told is accurate. So it's not necessarily a second opinion like, hey, could you figure out what's wrong with this? Because it's not. It's, all right, we got the, we got the diagnosis. Fine. Can you just confirm it for us, essentially? I never understand the second opinion. Because to me, if you get a second opinion. So you didn't like the first one. You need a third opinion, really. Because like, if, if you I go suppose. to the doctor and you go, uh, is this finger broken? He goes, no. Then you go, okay, I'd love a second opinion. Not doctor goes, yeah, that's broken. Well, then you need a third opinion. But if they but, both say no, then you're good. You got your confirmation. What if the third guy gives you, well, he's only going to give you uh, a yes or a no to broken or not broken, and then you're going to have to go to a fourth guy. It's a lot of doctors, Jerry. Yeah, and the, you, by the way, no one goes to more doctors than you. With the co-pays pays these days. Very expensive. Have you hit your deductible yet? Oh, I've hit my deductible. In January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sadly, you make one trip to the ER. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. And it covers you. Now, remember last year, Jerry, when the Eagles were making their uh, run at the end of the season, then they made it through the playoffs to the Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl. Sadly, I do remember that. Yeah. I remember everyone was wearing dog masks. Yeah. Because they were underdogs. Yeah. And remember, we tried to buy dog masks on Amazon. But they were sold out. Sold out. Yep. Because all of the Eagles fans are buying dog masks everywhere. You were trying to buy furry outfits yesterday, and they were sold out no. because of our conversation. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Well... Doug Peterson says this year, no more dog masks. So if you waited and bought your dog mask after the Super Bowl, like you were on a high, you're Useless. like, I'm going to go get a dog mask for the Super Bowl parade, and I'm going to have it for all of 2018. That is useless now. But you've got a Halloween costume every year. You go as a dog. Now, but won't they still wear it to the games? No, he says no yeah, dog mask. He says the fans He's can the still boss. wear it. No, in theory. If a fan wants to walk into the link wearing a dog mask, he can wear the but dog mask. We're not underdogs anymore, is what he's saying. I understand, but that is that was that kind of became like part of them. He says they're now year. went from the dogs to being the hunted. That's true. Super they Bowl are champions, the hunted now. Jared. So what are they supposed to wear then? If I was the Giants, I'd show up with dog masks. We're the underdogs now. We'll take that bit. Find your own thing. Do something. Do something new. New. Yeah. Copycat League's fine. Not in that sense. Not stealing a dog mask no, idea. embarrassing. All right. Uh, the number a couple, well, like a year. You ever dress up, dress up and go to a game? Like, were you ever one of those guys like Putty on Seinfeld? He had put the, the paint on his face for the devil game. Yeah. 
Would you, have you ever, A, done that? I've not. B, would you ever do that? The farthest I will go is wear a jersey. Have you ever been, like, the ringleader of a station event at a game in the stands? I have. And how does that go? Uh, not great, because I'm not a leader. <laughs> but yeah. Some people are leaders. I'm a Why follower. Why do you sell yourself so short? Because I don't like to That's be not true. a leader in that That's sense. That's actually not true. When it comes to this show, you put your foot down quite often. Like, so that's not true. When I went to the seven line outings, you know, they were very nice. Yeah. They put me in the front. That's right. You were in the front, first row, right? Because I'm a big radio celebrity, Jerry. And yeah, I, I couldn't even. They it were was. trying to get me into it. I, I felt awkward. So you don't like all eyes on you? No. But what's weird is you love all eyes yeah, on you. It is at weird. At the same time. Yes. Hmm. All right. I went to an arena football game once and a strip club had a big event there. This was a great one. It was a great game to take my eight-year-old niece to at the time. Oh. Who knew? And they got kicked out in the second quarter when all the girls took their tops off. At an arena league game. Uh, in Orlando. The Orlando Predators. Oh, yeah. They're very big down they there. They were. I don't know if they still are or if they're even in existence anymore. But in 1995, yeah. they were pretty big. And the place was sold out. And a big strip club had the entire section behind the ends, the uprights. And when all the girls took the tops off, the police, I guess they were waiting for it, they escorted them out. Oh, thrown out of an arena. So I don't arena. know if you could do something like that, be the ringleader of a, like a strip club party at a game. At an arena game. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. So they're not selling that as family entertainment. Uh, they didn't that day. Arena I can tell football. you that. <laughs> now, the, uh, a couple, a year or so ago, uh, 30 for 30 ESPN film did one on the replacement players yes. in the NFL. This is a story you've been following closely. Very closely, Jerry. I'm like a journalist following this uh, year of the scab, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. And uh, the replacement Washington Redskins went 3-0, and and the real Redskins came back and they won the Super Bowl yep. that year. So there was a push after this 30-for-30. 30 30, Let's get these guys some Super Bowl rings. Good for them. And uh, the Redskins agreed to do it. Uh, well, yesterday, they got those rings. And there was a ceremony for 25 of the players. Nice. That got their rings. They got to take pictures with Doug Williams. And even uh, Josh Norman rolled up in there to take some photos with guys. Look at that. Uh, the, one of the guys told the story about uh, that he... Now, the, one of the key games they won that year was a Monday night game against the Dallas Cowboys, who had some of their real players... Oh, a lot of their guys crossed over. That yeah. crossed over. Yep. And there was a, a one guy that was there from the Redskins uh, replacement team that got a ring yesterday, and he was a 7-Eleven security guard. And then he had to block Ed Too Tall Jones <laughs> <laughs> on a Monday nighter. That is great. On Saturday, you're at 7-Eleven yeah. on Monday night football. You're in a Redskins uniform, and you're basically looking over and seeing Tom Landry yes. and Ed Too Tall Jones you're blocking. Yes. That's so tremendous. that was a good story, and those guys got their rings and they sh- yesterday. You know, I know there's a lot of people that don't think they should but you know what? The games counted. They won the Super Bowl, and that was a big part of it. Good for them. Right. They went 3-0. and The team can afford it. Undefeated. Right. That's kind of cool. Would you, nowadays, uh, that happened in 87. We're now 2000, uh, 97, 2007. 31 years ago. 2017. 31 years ago. Would you be proud of that yes. now if Why you were a you player? Be? Yeah. Well, because some people say, oh, you crossed he the picket line. He played three. Well, listen, I'm not a former NFL player, and I get it. But, yes, you played three NFL games, albeit against not top NFL talent. Mm, real Dallas those, Cowboys. Are those games in the record books? They are. Do they count? 
Yes. Then you'd be proud of it. Would you wear your ring around? Uh, probably not. I would. I would not. This, again, you <laughs> like attention and eyeballs on you. <laughs> Pretty much. You know what those guys are not going to do? Leave their rings on top of their cars. <laughs> like Zach Diossi? Yeah, like Zach Diossi did. I would have that prominently displayed in my house when people came yes. over. Like with a light shining on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is this? Well, that's my Super Bowl ring. I would have, if I had a basement, all Redskin gear on the walls. I'd be like, oh, I played for the Redskins. That's fair. Yeah. And all the photos, and you blow up the pictures of you on the field, Monday night football. I'd have the tape on a loop on a TV screen downstairs. <laughs> what is this turning into? <laughs> the uh, Ace Ventura? <laughs> yeah, like it'd be like a, a little old sort of Hall of Fame. To yourself. Replacement Hall of Fame. Boy, you do love yourself. I'd get a bust made of myself. Oh, that was from the three games I played with the Washington Redskins. <laughs> You're such an idiot. And by this point... Millennials don't even know there was a strike in 1987. That's probably true. I'm just, just like, I was on the 87 Redskins. Of course, your teammates or the real Redskins, probably not so fond of that. Like, why do you also then have a 7-Eleven ID card from 1987? <laughs> got to make a living. <laughs> we got to take a break. We didn't get paid like they do these days. What do you think they made? I'm sure it was in the 30 for 30. They get like $10,000 a game or something? I'm not sure what they got per game, but uh, they did get a cut of the uh, Super Bowl winnings. They each really? got $27,000. Now that's impressive. And the as ring we, is one thing; the money's another. And as but as one of the replacements players said yesterday, he goes, "Oh, that money's long gone." <laughs> I'm sure it is. Doesn't go far. This portion sponsored by Credit Karma. Get your truly free credit score and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma. Download the Credit Karma app today. Credit Karma, get knowing. Boomer and Geo next on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotts Garden 3M. The superheroes of building products. All right, welcome back. A couple minutes to the top. Yankees beat the Nationals 3-0. A couple of home runs for Didi Gregorius. The Yankees using uh, Bryce Harper like a pinata last night. Uh, Sonny Gray, the start this evening. Braves beat the Mets 8-2. Right, uh, the Mets now 28-35. and Go. Jerry, I got uh, click-baited yesterday. How so? On a sports website, which they don't normally clickbait you. you. You see, like, sponsored by Outbrain or something? No, no. This uh, this was, uh, I saw a headline. It said, Toronto Raptors hire nurse as head coach. <laughs> I went, what? So you thought, <laughs> it's like, you're kidding. I know teams are trying to do different things. I was yeah. like, let me see what his or her story is. Because nurses can be men or women, Sure, Jerry. of course. And I clicked on it. Turns out it's a guy named Nick Nurse. Right. He doesn't Never look heard for of the him. job either, by the way. He doesn't? No, he doesn't. He doesn't look the part. My first thought was they hired him. <laughs> He's going to direct men. <laughs> He's he a nurse, on. Jerry. He was the assistant under Casey. I know who yeah, he yeah. was. Nick I know. Nurse. Nick, Nick Nurse. Nurse. Some Nick guys Nurse. just look the part. Some don't. He doesn't. That's all. They should make t shirts where he's an actual nurse and go. Like the Seven Line of Toronto? Yeah, yes. Whoever's doing that. And then I also read, Jerry, that LeBron doesn't care for the city of Houston. So I'm going to Monmouth Park on Thursday and betting against LeBron going to the Rockets. You think you can make that bet Thursday? I'm not sure. The I'm going to go there. The odds for where he lands? Yeah, I'm going to go there very confused. Uh, where do I? <laughs> who do I hand my I money? Go Thursday. The lines might be a little long. <laughs> who do I hand my money to? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 